Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. We are on January 16th. By the way, January 16th, 1999, the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Remember that one? Certainly you don't. Prohibiting the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors for beverage purposes, whatever that means. Then, nine months later, the Volstead Act, which provided for the enforcement of prohibition. And in the midst of it all, right here in Chicago, and I mean really in the midst of it all, was the Green Mill up on the north side. And to help celebrate all of that and to find out where the Green Mill is at today, we've got the owner, Dave Gemelo, with us. Good evening, Dave. Welcome to the anniversary of Prohibition. Hey, John Records. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing pretty good. I got to tell you, reading about all of this, the fact that the Green Mill was so involved in, well, the, let's just say bootlegging, speakeasy, and all of that, and the fact that it still exists to me is really something because it's it's been all it's been over a hundred years, hasn't it, Dave? Yeah, well, we opened in 1907, so well, obviously, open, yes, opened a long time before Prohibition. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you attribute the fact, well, first of all, describe for everybody if they don't know what the Green Mill was like as Prohibition hit Chicago. Well, it was a pretty big operation at the time, and it had live entertainment, you know, and food and all that kind of stuff. And um, when Prohibition at the Shamalas Brothers had bought it in 1910 and renamed it the Green Mill. So it's really the Green Mill since 1910. When Prohibition, they didn't really want to be connected with all of that. So they gave a management contract to Machine Gun Jack McGurn, who worked for (laughs) Al Capone. And um, so he ran the joint, and that's, um, you know, the guy that did the uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of funny, like you wonder, you know, he whacks all these guys and then maybe goes to the Green Mill to get drunk because he just got done whacking a bunch of guys. It's kind of wild to even think that, but, you know, that's yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of wild to think that. And, and I'm telling you again, it's it's to, reading about this, it was wild for me to think that the Green Mill didn't have any problems during that time uh, and is still operating. Or did the Green Mill have some problems with authorities well, back no. then? Like a lot of people say it was a speakeasy, but it yeah. wasn't because a speakeasy would be hidden. Like if you go to your yeah. cleaners and the back room and there's a door and then you go through, that's a speakeasy. A Green Mill was kind of wide open because they paid everybody off. And, <laughs> uh, you know, so they just got away. I mean, they hid the liquor like in coffee cups and things like that. Yeah. But it wasn't uh, considered a speakeasy. So, and then gotcha. there was also, you know, we have the trap door behind the bar, and there's the tunnels downstairs, and there's all these rooms off to the sides, and that would be like where anything goes parties, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I, I do know what you mean. So, you know, because... Sp- those yeah. tu- those tunnels. I read that those tunnels that you're yeah. talking about crisscross yeah. the no- the north side to other establishments, and that the guys running the 
the bootlegging would use those underground tunnels to transport liquor from the green mill to other establishments and back and forth, so to speak. Is that correct? Well, that's what I've heard. You yeah. know, I mean, a lot of this is oral history, but of course. I know that uh, I could get to the uh, Uptown Theater, Uptown Theater, then it's bricked up. And there was ah. a, supposedly a tunnel that went to the Aragon Ballroom. Right. Because my buddy Brian that, you know, works over there, he said there was stairs going way down past the sub-basement, and then it was bricked up. Ah. So we kind of surmised, because I used to be able to get under Broadway, and then it was... Um, like a bunch of dirt, and then it was all boarded up. How long, been fixed. how long have you owned the Green Mill? 37 years. Whoa. So wow. when I bought the joint, next uh, between the Green Mill and the Aragon Ballroom was this high-rise uh, parking lot that's not yeah. there now. Yeah. And we, we surmised that they had a, a dig deep to put in the uh, footings for the high-rise parking lot five stories, but that's high-rise back then. Right. And uh, that would have taken the tunnels out, you know, to go to the Aragon Ballroom. Yeah, I wonder how much all I Thanks for clearing that up, because I wondered how much of that tunnel passageway still existed. Like you say, you know, it's still there, but you go to a certain point, and, you know, no pun intended, you literally run into a brick wall. It's Dave Jamello from um, the Green Mill. It's the anniversary of... Uh, prohibition and we'll do more when we come back on 720 wgn 17 minutes after eight at wgn with john landecker and uh, dave jamella who's the longtime owner of the green mill and it's the anniversary of prohibition and they were dave wasn't but the green mill and capone and other of those ilk around the chicagoland area were truly involved with the green mill at that time and the green mill is Survived to this very day um, at the 4802 North Broadway, and it's considered, you know, I think some people consider it the uh, oldest continuous, continuously running jazz club in the country. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Um, you know, it was on some down times in the late 70s and early 80s, but still had uh, music behind the bar and things like that. So if you look at continuously running joint with music, it, yeah. I, I don't know anything older, you know. How how was jazz decided to be the type of music that was going to be played at the Green Mill, do you know? I mean, there's all sorts of bars around town that have bands and live performances, but the Green Mill's really got an unbelievably great reputation. I guess if you think about it in the old days, I mean, you know, we had live music before jazz was even called jazz. True. But um, jazz at the time was like the popular music. I mean, I guess, right. you know, like a lot of it was kind of corny, like Paul Whiteman Orchestra and things right. like that. But, yeah. you know, it, it, so it was more like the uh, old timer uh, jazz for many, many years. And when I took over, um, you know, I started going more you know, straight ahead, experimental, different styles of jazz. Yeah. So we do thing under the sun right now. Uh, well, I've been to the Green Mill a few times. It's been a while, but uh, the atmosphere and the feeling of the place is just really unbelievable. I mean, I think that's probably one of the reasons that it has done so well is it really is totally unique. I mean, there's a lot of places that say, you know, we're different, we're unique. Um, the Green Mill is actually that way without walking around saying so, if you know what I mean. I mean, that's its reputation. Everybody knows it. Well, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you could kind of be cool without trying to be cool. I mean, exactly. we have a thing. 
So when people say, oh, it's a retro place, no, it's not a retro yeah, place. Yeah. It hasn't changed. You know, like you get old timers come in and they go, oh, this is the same like when I used to come here in the 50s or the 40s, you know. Right. And that's kind of what you want. You want it to be like a, a time capsule of never changing. I mean, we still have a rotary telephone on the wall to that's our only telephone we don't have a machine so if you call there if no one's there no one answers and if someone's there to answer and answer the phone and say what do you want and then you answer their question you know where do you get that you got to push a million buttons just to so when you answer the phone at the grill mill they don't say hello green mill they just go hi what do you want oh, no no usually oh. we try to be a little nicer i say green mill and then I say, what do you want? <laughs> I love it. A, a, a rotary phone. God, the last time I saw a rotary phone was at my parents' house. Um, yeah, I got out of my farmhouse in Wisconsin, and I, <laughs> uh, I was paying a dollar a month for it, and I said, I'll, I'll give it back. Or they said, uh, you, we'll save you the dollar a month. you got to bring the phone back. I go, oh, it's gone. I uh, stole it, you know. That is fantastic. Um you know, if you go online and look up the Green Mill, you'll see all the, the schedule of events and who's going to be performing. And you also see, as you can tell, uh, Dave got a, has a direct impact in the fact that they, A, don't take reservations, B, don't make drinks with egg whites, C, don't make mojitos, and D, take cash only. Have I got that covered? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's no, credit. Uh, no credit. Yeah. Okay, I do have a question. Yes, sir. I was reading about the hours that the, the mill is open. Yeah. And yeah. 4 p.m., I think it's Sunday through Thursday, 4 p.m. till 1, 11 a.m. Yeah. Specific, uh, specifically, yeah. 1, 11. Why 1, 11? Uh, just to be weird, you know. <laughs> No, no official reason. It's just easy to remember. We used to be open noon till four in the morning, and yeah. and then till five in the morning on Saturdays. But it's hard to get people to work late. The Ubers cost too much. There's a lot of reasons, but yeah. we just got one shift a day, and uh, so it's one eleven. As Saturday, we open earlier because we have the paper machete in the afternoon, and Sunday afternoons we have a lot of shows too. So you know, we'll You're busy. A little early. You're busy. You know. Keeping yeah, busy, yeah, yeah. Uh, if well, no, I was going to say no. Don't call the Green Mill because you can't make reservations. Just show up and see what happens. Right, right. Just show up, hit cover when you walk in, and you know, don't be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Are you part? Of, I have a feeling that you're well respected and accepted in that uh, around the neighborhood, around you know, four thousand eight hundred North Broadway in that whole area, right? I mean, well, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, you know, you mean like the nefarious fellows on the street? No, 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 no. I don't mean nefarious fellows. I mean, you know, oh. like you're part of the neighborhood, so to speak. Not nefarious. No, that was a compliment. Not oh, a. Oh, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, everything's cool. You know. Yeah. So yeah. We all belong in the neighborhood. Yeah. All right. Dave, you are a fantastic. I love talking to you. Uh, all the best to you and everybody over at the Green Mill. And uh, since 1907, keep on going. And thanks for being with us here at 720 WGN, Dave. 
All right. Well, thanks, John. I remember listening to you when I was younger, so it's an honor talking to you.